welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm Greg Mahochko, and joining me, at least as we're recording, he is my co-host on the West Coast. But by the time you get around to hearing this show, he's going to be in God's time zone. That's right, the central time zone. He's coming home. Chad Smart, hello, sir. Yes, I'll be the best in the Midwest, or... Something Ooh, like that. But, I like that. Yeah, yeah. We are recording this. I, I say late. It is uh, at my time. It is eight twenty, but I have to get up at three thirty to catch a flight out in the morning. And uh, the, we are recording this July third. So I'm expecting in about fifteen minutes, once the sun is down out here, that fireworks will be going off until at least one o'clock in the morning. So it should be a fun, fun night of trying to squeeze in a few Z's. Two uh, fireworks-related notes, because I already uh, old manned with Mike a couple nights ago about fireworks because they've been shooting them off here as soon as. It rolled in July and probably similarly for you. Uh, number one, you can't get any good fireworks in Illinois. You got to go across the river, much like getting gas. You want to go across the river for the good stuff uh, or in the case of gas, the cheaper stuff. Uh, that's part number. number two. How long has California been considered like in something of a drought or a fire? I feel like fireworks in general are just sort of a bad idea in California. Yeah, probably. I mean, drought's been going on for, I want to say at least 30 years. But if, you know, I, I say I, all the fires that have happened in my time of being out here, I have found out about them from people in the Midwest that have asked me like, hey, I see there's a fire. How's it affecting you? And I'm like, it's not because I didn't know there was one because I don't watch the news. And probably smart. Uh, I, and I live in a place surrounded by concrete and pavement. So if a fire gets this far too, you know, close to me, we got bigger problems. So that's how I deal with it. So, yes, uh, I was just talking um, a while ago with my aunt and, and talking about how two years ago during COVID shutdown, when all the cities, you know, didn't do their 4th of July fireworks displays, one of the local news stations actually did have their helicopter up over the city. And it was like every two or three blocks, fireworks were just going off throughout LA. So it's, I'm sure it's going to be similar this year as well. And yes, uh, out here we do celebrate the 12 days of July 4th. So. <laughs> and that's the thing that Mike said, uh, uh, which I know you listen uh, regularly to Nerd Tonight as well, but he says it's not so much the people that start early. It's the people that are still shooting them off after July 4th. So well, and to me, it's the people that shoot them off after like 11 p.m. at night. Like, mm -hmm. you know, have some decency for people trying to to sleep. Try having kids. Um, I, I have tried. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to try, I should say. But, you know, it, it, having kids really isn't a one-sided affair. It's not. Uh, yeah. So it's so. trying to find someone to have kids with, I guess. But uh, speaking of Nerd United, I want to point out, because I don't know who, you know, the people that are listening to this, where they listen to, but I, I use Podbean or Spotify even, I think it was, that I was looking, but I think it was mostly Podbean. And a lot of the Jittery Monkey shows that were on there were at least like three weeks behind. Like the most current episodes were not on there. And I don't know if you are aware of this fact or why this fact would be but 
just throwing it out during a doing a little, uh, um, I don't know what I'm, what words I'm trying to say. Production and planning meeting during the middle of our show. Yeah, yeah sure. Are we that, are we that IT. hard up for content? <laughs> so, well, I was going to ask you, cause I, I see your green lantern tattoo, which I knew you had, I've seen it before, but I was just wondering if you had to get another superhero tattoo, what would it be? Ooh. Okay. Uh, this isn't going to ruffle some any feathers, but this is going to be a Hawkman. Eye roll. Oh, geez. Um, I really only had designs for one other tattoo. Uh, and it would be similarly placed on my right uh, upper arm. And it was going to be a Celtic cross. So I would say that the superhero would be Jesus. All right. But uh, uh, a few years ago, I I had told my wife, I was like, hey, if I get down, you know, if I lose enough weight to get down under this, this level, I said, that's like my reward would be a new tattoo. And I got under that level. I was under that level for a couple of months, but I looked, I'm like, I can use that money for something else. (laughs) Yeah, that, I, I'm with you. That's why I part of the reasons why I stopped getting tattoos as well. But I was just going to comment to your um, your Green Lantern. If you turn it sideways, if you put like some pavement behind it and you move to L.A., you could say it's the 101 tattoo. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it'd be California centric. Um, years ago, before I had the Celtic cross tattoo idea, I was going to get uh, a a Nebraska Cornhusker tattoo that was going to be again, similar to the place to my right uh, bicep area. And it was going to be the block letter N uh, there. There are, I think four entrances to Memorial stadium and each one has like its, its own uh, pillar or, or carving uh, in it. And, and one of them, they're all relatively famous, but, but the one that I was going to go with uh, was, it was going to say N if, N would be a substitute for the word in, in this scenario. Uh, and it would be N the deed, the glory. And it would have the alternating light green, dark green, like the field uh, uh, of the football field uh, beneath it. So it would be N the deed, the glory. Yeah, I would stick with the Celtic cross. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the full quote, by the way. Uh, and it was, was from a Nebraska professor decades back. I mean, like probably a hundred years ago, it, it said, uh, not the victory, but the action, not the goal, but the game in the deed, the glory. And I just wanted to put in the deed, the glory part. All so. right. Yeah, I, I saw a tattoo this week that said, uh, I like big butts and I cannot lie. No, it was something about, oh, it was keep one foot in the gutter and one hand reaching for the stars or something like that. And it was like written across the forearm. And I'm like, that's, that's not like even the, the saying. I, I don't like trapper keeper tattoos, is what I call them, <laughs> where you just things that you etch on your notebook in, in school. Like your body is a canvas, not a notebook, is what I'm trying to say. I like that. I like that. I think uh, if we don't, Pull the nose up on this episode. That might be the the <laughs> title. Um, but you are coming to Illinois slash St. Louis for a very specific reason. 
I, I am after after three years of announcements and uh, seven years, I think it's been almost six and a half years since they retired, and I'm retiring in air quotes. Yes, I'm coming back because I told my nephew that I would take him to see the Def Leppard Motley Crue Poison Joan Jett Stadium Tour at Bush Stadium. And he, uh, I, I talked to him like about a month or so ago and I said, hey, do you still want to go? And he's like, oh yeah, I've been telling people that we're going to go. And I'm like, all right, I just have to come back and, and spend a whole day because I think the show starts at four o'clock and we'll probably go till 11 or 1130. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I, again, I saw Molly Cruz final show and again, air quoting final at what was then Staples center on new year's Eve, 2015. And let's just say that it was time, probably past time for Molly Cruz to call it a day. But so I'm, I'm curious to see how, uh, I've, I've seen some video. Vince Neal seems to have gotten in some shape that was better than what he was and could actually sing at least a line of lyrics. Yes. I didn't even think about this till just now. We have a Nebraska Motley Crue connection. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you, fam- are you familiar? Oh, the Tommy Lee goes to college show. Tommy, goes, Tommy goes to college. Yeah. When uh, when he tried out to be uh, a member of the marching band of uh, the the greatest band in the land, I think is what it's called. I don't know. I don't I don't follow the marching band. I follow the football team. Uh, so yeah, that was gosh. I was in Nebraska at the time, so that was two thousand five, maybe two thousand four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just okay. Serious question for you, and and this is. This is a fitting question for you because of all of your contributions and, and really doing uh, the, the lion's share of the work at my one, two, three cents, uh, the podcast and dot com is who's actually going to retire first, Motley Crue or Ric Flair? <laughs> um, well, I, I'm going to have to say, you know, because Ric Flair has his last match coming up at the end of July and Motley Crue will be on the road through September. Um, gonna have to go with Ric Flair. However, do you count Ric Flair's like endorsement deals that he keeps doing? Are you talking just retirement from wrestling or I'm talking retirement from wrestling and and I'm not here. Hey, look, we're, we're here to talk music. Um, but as this show tends to do, we go off on tangents. You were at his retirement match in WrestleMania. Yeah. Did you have any inkling then that like, well, this is a bunch of crap. He's not, he's not actually stepping away. I, well, uh, there is no such thing as retirement and wrestling unless you're, you know, somebody like, uh, you know, cause I mean, even I was going to say, unless you get injured, but even Steve Austin, you know, came back this year after 18 years, his last match, Bret Hart came back for a short run, even though he couldn't literally do anything, couldn't take right. any bumps. Um, so, I the, I didn't expect Flair to start wrestling again as soon as he did when he went to Impact TNA uh, in 2010. Because I think we were we saw him in 2008. He retired, so two years later he was back in the ring. Um, but you know, I think he. I don't know. I I hope this is the last hurrah for him because you know it's just it's it's getting kind of sad. It's you want to see someone go out on a high note, and I'll throw this into a 
another tangent keep on this is a couple of weeks ago uh, we talked about it on the show a few episodes back i went to monster palooza and tim curry was there and mm-hmm. i didn't go the day that tim curry was there and i said i didn't want to see tim curry in his current condition you know i sure have, admire respect his career i don't want to see him over this past weekend i went to a, another convention and william daniels was there um the voice of kit mr mm. feeny on boy oh, yeah. World. oh yeah oh yeah i got him to sign um one of my Boy Meets World DVDs, I did not realize until looking it up later. He is 95 years old. No, he is not. He was born in 1927. Oh, my God. And he didn't really seem to know a whole lot of what was going on. He just kind of sat at the table, didn't really make any contact. The person that was with him took my DVD and put it in front of him, and then he kind of feebly signed Feeney. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where it's like, I... I appreciate that he's still going out and, and able to do this, but this isn't how I wanted to see Mr. Fee. I'd seen him last year at the LA Comic-Con when they did a Boy Meets World panel with um, Ryder Strong and um, Will Friedel, who played Eric. And he was, uh, Daniel William Daniels was cognate, but he also, you know, still a little like, oh, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? But, you know, he was sharing stories and whatnot. Sure. And this was just kind of, um, you know, kind of a sad passing. So that's where I don't want to see Ric Flair out there if he can't be Ric Flair. And I know it, it's probably hard. You know, he's been in this business for close to 50 years. And, you you know, once you have that feeling, I think it's going back to Motley Crue, it's probably that same thing. It's once they retired, you know, Vince Neil was still going out there horribly singing all the Motley Crue songs, Nikki Six, Tommy Lee had some side projects, but they weren't playing, you know, they weren't doing the arena stuff that Motley Crue can do and make the money. So, you know, is it a factor of just you get used to that adrenaline rush? And so you need to keep that in your life and you don't know how to retire and money as well, I'm sure. But everybody need that payday. Like, uh, like old, you mentioned him before, it's old Stone Cold Steve Austin. They don't stop sending them gimmick in the mails called bills. Yeah. And, you know, and Austin has had a good career with acting and, and reality TV shows, podcasts and, and, and podcast. Yeah. And I think, you know, him coming back, he did what everyone wanted to see. And I think it was a good send up since he, since his last match, no one knew it was his last match until it was over with. And so I think this was a good send off for Austin to, um, to do it. And I, but I don't think Austin needs to come back next year at WrestleMania mm-hmm. or anytime, you know, he, he's now had that farewell and Vince McMahon needs to stay out of the ring as well. Yeah. Apparently there are a lot of places. Vince McMahon needs to stay out of. <laughs> um, cause this, cause we're talking about aging mm-hmm. acts, be it music, well, wrestling, my, you know, yeah, my, well, my, my initial thought for you, the, what a topic I was going to bring up is Molly crew, which is headlining this tour came out 40, two years ago, 41 years ago, Def Leppard's been around about the same time, Poison, about 35 years, Joan Jett with the Runaways, you know, she was out in the late seventies. A conversation that I've had several times with friends is what bands that have come to prominence post 2000, do you think are still going to be out there in 20 or 30 years? And I don't, I mean, especially with the way the music is going right now, I can't, you know, is um, Justin Bieber's going to be 
Justin Bieber going to be out there singing baby when he's 60? No, because that's the thing you're going to have to do. You have to leverage a couple things of, of age and uh, I guess to most of the, and I'll say this like pop stars of today is they're not really talented to begin with. It's a lot of auto tune and things like that. So it's not like they have to worry about going out and carrying a tune uh, 30 years from now. They just have to go out. I mean, uh, Britney Spears is a, is a good example Though she came out, you know, late nineties. And, and I think there've been some backstreet boys and NSYNC, maybe not as much in sync, but like, you know, those nostalgia tours, those nineties tours. I mean, that's, that's 25 years ago, you know, when some of these acts came out, but to your point about post 2000 acts, I part. Okay. So full disclosure, part of it, I stopped listening to music, you know, especially new music like years ago. Um, I could see there being some country acts, that you know, I think are a little bit more evergreen. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why uh, Garth Brooks was uh, now. I'm I have to preface that or, or or put an asterisk by that because there's not an artist in country music in the last 20 years that's on Garth Brooks level. Um, mm-hmm. But the reason that Garth Brooks sells out shows, the reason that Motley Crue, Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett sellout shows the stones is that nothing sells there there's not a a a a higher value commodity than nostalgia everyone wants to feel young again everyone wants to go back to that quote-unquote simpler time um i find myself not getting nostalgia is a hell of a drug and i i find myself like oh yeah gosh like you know uh, watched i think yeah it's on disney plus like there were times i'll be be like oh gosh gargoyles or the old x-men cartoon from the 90s you know something like that is from my childhood but i i don't i tend not to just like buy a whole bunch of like old things that i used to have like i have my original snake mountain i don't have to go out and buy a new snake mountain you know a a he-man action set um but i long-winded answer i also don't think that we have the i don't think acts of today have the staying power not to sound like you know crude or crass but i also don't think that we have the attention span to to carry a band and act uh a performer on our shoulders over an extended period of time and again part of that might be ignorance but it, it, as far as the new acts that are out now but it's a willful ignorance so i'm standing by it <laughs> um but i i don't i couldn't tell you like nobody's going to be coming out in 2040 to see rebecca black you know um i don't think katie perry's going to be wanting to uh, slap on enough plastic to look presentable on stage in, in 40 years or 30 years. Um, I, I just don't, I don't see it even like Justin Timberlake, who I do think is one, one of those who is, is incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, I mean, he's not touring now, right? You know, I mean, he's, he's counting money. 
Yeah, he did just do a surprise appearance when Chris Stapleton played the forum. Okay. And he showed up. But yeah, I think it's also looking at like Motley Crue, like um, New Kids on the Block, who I've seen, you know, over the last couple of years is, and even with Garth Brooks, like Garth retired around 94, 95 when his kids were in school and then didn't tour again until after they were 18. And so he took, you know, extended break. Uh, Motley Crue, while they were out, they were playing smaller venues until they all got back together and could sell the nostalgia. New Kids on the Block, same thing. Like they stopped touring for 10, 15 years until the nostalgic hit. Their fans now had disposable income that they could spend on the money. So is it something where you have to ride that wave until that nostalgia wave comes back in and then you can go back out? So I think, I think like New Kids on the Block, um, like the vanilla ice, you know, and, and he's done a few things here and there. I mean, but he's had some reality shows, some like home, home remodeling and, and some reality TV stuff, but it, it, it's sort of like with, with those, maybe like MC hammer, you know, some of those early nineties specifically, like eventually the novelty did wear off, Yeah, you know, or in, you know, some of their cases, they like, ah, you know, I, I want to watch my kids grow up and raise them. I want to be home. want to be a parent, want to be, you know, whatever. Um, like the people who just go nonstop, I mean, good luck, but I feel like you're just wearing yourself out and you're putting so many miles on, on the road, not just, you know, like on the, the tour bus or, or charter jet, but on your body as well. Like you got to have time to, to relax and recover. And, and uh, uh, it would, it'd be tough. I mean, it, well, and I think that's another aspect of touring these days is, you know, when I was a teenager and the metal scene was really popular, you know, like when Metallica's Black Album came out in 1990, 91, Metallica toured for two years on that album. Mm-hmm. Same way Molly Crew, when Dr. Feelgood came out, they toured for almost two years. Now you don't really seem to get worldwide tours of that multitude where they're hitting, you know, like four or five cities in every state it's right. now it's like they're just hitting the main areas and so is that you know is that a cost thing is that a a time thing uh, you know where they don't want to be on the road for so long so mm-hmm. like okay, let's hit the big places where we can make our money and we don't have to go to the small small areas like go to st louis and kansas city so you don't have to go to topeka right you know um and so I'm, and I no no offense to any of our listeners in Topeka, but I also wonder, and and this is tough because the '90s certainly had its global unrest, uh, and the '80s. I mean, you're talking still the, in the period of the Cold War, but there's so much going on globally right now that I could see why a lot of acts are like, yeah, we're just going to stay in North America, like right. we're largely be in the United States, but we'll make a trip to Toronto, we'll, we'll head up to Vancouver, you know. Yeah. Um, I I just and especially on these nostalgia acts, like there's no pressure to get into the studio and get another album out. You know, they're, they're, they haven't made, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you'll say, oh, did you not know that in 2021, everybody zoomed in and recorded an album? Uh, but like most of the acts, for example, the acts that you're seeing this week, they, they haven't put out any new studio albums, have they? Well, actually, <laughs> Um, uh, Def Leppard just had an album come out like about three in the, within the last month, I believe it was. Does and they're the, playing, 
looking at their set list, they're playing four songs off the new album and their set okay. list. But but those I'm going to say are probably going to be the songs that people go to the bathroom or get another drink sure. during because yeah, the people that are going to these shows, they don't, not that they don't care about those songs, but those aren't the, the majority of fans probably are going for the hits. Yeah. I remember um, about 10 years ago now when I saw Axl Rose in his backing band before the Guns N' Roses reunion, mm-hmm. you know, everybody, Anything time a song from Appetite for Destruction or Use Your Illusion or Lies came up, everyone was into it. When they started playing something new off of Chinese Democracy, everyone just kind of turned around and started talking to each other. Right. Yeah. So, and same way, you know, I saw Rick Springfield on a 80s package show. And when he's like, oh, here, I've got a new song. Everybody's like, no, we don't want to hear the new song. We want to hear Jesse's Girl. You know, it's so it, I mean, it is a fine line that these bands are putting out new music. And if they want, you know, good for them for continuing on and keeping it. But I think when people do go see, you know, it's the same way Bon Jovi has been out with, on uh, supporting their new album. But you're looking at that set list and it's mostly newer stuff and only like the major hits from their their yeah, high period. Right. Like their how many fans are actually, Yeah. How many fans are actually going to hear the new stuff versus wanting to hear the nostalgia. Dead or alive. And if you really want to feel depressed, look up some uh, videos of Bon Jovi's tour this year because they something's, pretty, going uh, on, something's going on with John Bon Jovi's voice. It is not pleasant. I mean, do you think it's just the fact that he's 65, 78 oh, years old? Probably. I mean, I would think it's age. And, and, and kudos to him for being out there singing live. So many other yeah. guys would be going to lip syncing. Exactly. And, he, you know, maybe he should do the lip syncing. Maybe it should be a, a backing track if you can't. But again, who am I to say? As, as someone with zero musical talent, I took seven years of piano lessons. I can play a CD. That's as much talent as I have. So, <laughs> Wait, not even chopsticks? Uh, I can use chopsticks. See, I can't use chopsticks, but I can play chopsticks. Uh, can I play chopsticks for you right now, Chad? Uh, sure. I don't know if I'll be able to hear it, but okay. Ready? Do 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 and you, well, my teacher didn't teach that. My mom has still has a piano, and it was one of the things that I guess my sister picked up and then I learned. And uh, yeah, but a good callback to Big, by the way. I heard it, I was just in the moment. Uh, what a great song! What a song! What a great movie! What a great moment in American cinema. And speaking of Big, throwing back to that convention that I went to over the weekend, David Moscow was there who played young. Tom Hanks and big. He was also in Newsies. Yes, he was. And he was also in Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. Yes, he was. That's his career to the best of my knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I was disappointed. I, I was trying to get, you know, I do this podcast called Out of Touchstone. So I was trying to get a lot of touchstone um, people. And, and I was like, oh, David Moscow. I was like, oh, no, Newsies was a Hollywood pictures. And uh, Goldberg from um, Mighty Ducks was there. I'm like, nope, that's a Disney film. It's not a touchstone. He, he's out of jail. He is out of jail. I mean, he, you know, good for him for getting his life 
back on track. Yeah. 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 Um, I just, you know, public service announcements. Don't do drugs, kids, because they mess you up and they're not good. Uh, Chad, it is hilarious that you say don't do drugs when by the time this episode airs, I think this episode will drop on the day of the show. You'll be going to see a bunch of bands that in their heyday did a lot of drugs. Well, that's, uh, you know, the one questionable note about the show is over the weekend, they were in Nashville. I think it was last Thursday and Brett poison had to cancel because Brett Michaels had a uh, allergic reaction. They said to some medication, uh, Supposedly he had COVID. I don't know. I don't know if he's even going to be able to play on Tuesday. And I was texting with Kevin Huntsberger about it. And I said, you know, if this was the eighties, he would just down a fifth of Jack Daniels and be right back out on stage. Now, maybe do a, he'd maybe do a, one of those. And yeah, and you're rocking and rolling. So, well, well, Chad, um, very excited for you to return uh, to, to the motherland and the fatherland uh, and take, you said your nephew. Yes. The nephew to to see Poison, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Motley Crue. Chad, it is going to be so amazing to have you home sweet home. Oh, classic. And then 10 minutes of silence or 10 seconds of silence. I didn't say I had to time it out, right? I just <laughs> wanted to, you know, get my bad pun in there. Oh, that was, that was perfect. I, 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 I Golf clap for you, sir. Did golf you see clap. it coming? I did not. Because yeah, you didn't think I was hip to that stuff. Oh, I, you know, I thought you might get in, you know, be careful driving through St. Louis, stay away from the wild side. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.